Welcome to this episode of The Geo Show. I am your host and master of ceremonies, GOP. What I'm presenting today is, I guess, a piece from The Geo Show Vault, if that's a term I can use. But this was a previously recorded interview. This is from May of 2019, but it's a interview, one of my favorite interviews, and one I've conducted with one Gino Samuel. He is a musician and, I guess, a documentary maker. In this interview, we talk a lot about his musical career and his work on his documentary series, which is Chris Chan, A Comprehensive History, and his documentary on the PMRC, one of my favorites. Anyway, hope you enjoy. Here it is, a little snippet from the vault. Hope you enjoy. The Geo Show. 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 Go, go. The Geo Show. The Geo Show. So right now I'm here with Gino Samuel. He's a musician and documentary maker and all around a pretty cool guy. Gino has recently released a documentary on the PMRC and their censorship campaign in the 80s and uh also releases some pretty cool music so uh let's get to the man himself gino how are you i'm doing okay thanks for having me oh no problem at all so i want to start the interview off with talking about your music yes how'd you get into making and recording your own music uh well i guess my interest in music started probably when i was in the womb you know i i came from a family of of, of musicians and my dad used to play piano uh, when, when my mother was pregnant and then when I, when I was a little baby too. Then I started doodling on the piano myself from a very young age and probably started making original music when I was about nine. And uh, yeah, I just went from there. I got, I, got a, I got a keyboard of my own. I got a audio interface of my own in my teenage years. And I really started uh, cranking away and making music. And I think I made over 600 songs at this point. Wow, that's really cool. What's been your favorite song that you've done so far? Ooh, um, I'm, I made an album called Cabbage in 2017, and uh, and most of those songs in that album are probably some of the best that I've ever made. And but there, it's a it's it's more of a like an electronic sort of album, kind of inspired by re- retrowave. I think is is what it was called. It was, or no, it was synthwave actually. Yeah, back it was a kind of a craze back in 2016, 2017. So yeah, but I do lots of different styles. Uh, there's an album that I made, kind of am- amateurishly, but I haven't released it commercially yet. It's from 2013, I think. It's called the Proselytes Flux. And that's also one of my favorites. Uh, but it's more of a progressive rock kind of album. So I have a wide range of things that I like to do. What's your favorite genre to cover? Mm. Probably, probably prog rock at the at the moment. Cool. But I but I do ping pong a lot. Uh, pretty much every album that I make has its own little uh world that in that it inhabits, and I like to try out different things on each album. So I'm kind of working on a country rock album at the moment. That's that's the first as well. Wow, that's cool. You got like a, a lot of different genres, something to please everyone. Yeah, and in my attempts to please everyone, I I end up alienating everyone. <laughs> How hard would you say it is to um, produce or make your own music? Does it come easy or do you find it's hard to uh, find ideas for songs? 
uh, ideas for songs kind of come sp- spontaneously usually, uh, and it's up to me whether I I choose to forget about them and, and move on with my life, or 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 do I you know get get my uh, phone out and 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 record my, my little melody in my head, and uh, yeah, up, and and going from that, uh, ma- making a single song could take anywhere from maybe a week to maybe a month. It really depends on the complexity of the song, and um, vocals. I mean, uh, lyrics come the hardest for me. I think um, I'm much more of a musician and mel and me- and and melody maker kind of guy, and not and not not so much as a messenger. Oh, cool. Uh, first song like uh, my Lithuanian eyes, which is probably uh-huh. one of my favorite that you've done. How long Thanks. would that have uh, taken to do with like um, writing the song, uh, producing it, and I guess filming the music video as well? Well, well, I was in a sort of band back in secondary school, I guess, which is probably the equivalent of 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 junior high school in in the states, and. And in our in our little group of friends slash bandmates, uh, one guy came up with the title "My Soft Li- My Soft Lithuanian Eyes," and um, apart from just that basic title idea, we just really had no idea what it was going to be like, and and so and so it was shelved until one day, maybe two or three years after that, I just came up really really spontaneously in probably one afternoon, I came up with the with the whole instrumentals and and melody of the chorus, and. And I made a three-minute-long demo of that. Things back in twenty fourteen or fifteen, and and so it lay there until twenty seventeen when I finally finished the song, and then I filmed the video in twenty nineteen. Yeah, it was a long time in the making. Oh, that's cool. It really, really comes in spurts. What's been? Uh, what would you say has been like the almost shortest time that it's come to produce a song? Like something that's really come came to you really fast uh when making like not really fast but something that you Mm -hmm. just you got the idea and you were able to like get it down and kind of almost well if it turned out perfect or if it turned out bad what what was your fastest almost production uh i'd say probably table for one from the shadow play album uh i came up with uh with the music and lyrics probably on thursday i recorded all the instrumentals on friday i recorded the vocals on saturday and it was all finished wow three day three day run that's pretty cool now i'm going to swing the subject from music to talk about some of your documentaries that you've made Mm -hmm. uh one of the more recent ones and probably one of my favorite was on the PMRC and their fight for music censorship mm. in the 80s. Uh, can mm. you tell us a little bit about this documentary? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a topic that I've been interested in for a very long time. Uh, basically, it's, it's a tale about the rise of the PMRC, which is the Parents Music Resource Center. It was an organization founded in 1985 by a bunch of Washington wives, like wives of, of uh, prominent government you know, guys like uh, the wife of Al Gore, the wife of uh, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and um, and basically their issue was that modern music in the '80s was too violent, too sexually explicit, too um, too lewd for their children. So so they wanted to introduce this uh, labeling system 
in on their on every record sort sort of like the movie rating system like like age ratings and and, and stuff like that but yeah it it caused quite a quite a commotion in in the media back in 1985 and there were some 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 outspoken critics, of course, from the music industry, mainly Frank Zappa and John Denver and Dee Snyder, the lead singer of Twisted Sister. And it all culminated in this one five-hour-long Senate hearing. Uh, and and what resulted from that was was just a blank, like, like a blanket sort of sticker that said parental advisory explicit lyrics and there was no 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 specific age rating or no specific uh category like this this album has drugs this album has uh references to sex or violence it has none of that just explicit and that's it and this is what we still have today so so this is their mark on the music industry this uh this little sticker yeah and it's kind of become uh, more of a not a thing to restrict people from buying it, but even to make people more intrigued to get an album. Yeah, yeah. Donny Osmond, uh, back back during this uh, whole commotion, said that kids go after what's cool, and if you censor it, then it makes it o- only more cool. So, so that I think what what happened. Now, uh, what's your opinion on the issues? Do you think that the women who were fighting for mm. this uh, were completely insane, or do you think they had some kind of merit behind it? Um, I kind of. Honestly, I I kind of agree with the PMRC. I just I I don't agree with the with the age ratings and and stuff like that. But just saying that it, it has explicit content, I have no issue with that. Uh, but they but they were really over o- overstating the the potential influence of of you know uh, explicit music, and so were their opponents. I think their opponents were really fearing this sort of uh communist russia style censorship coming from this sort of um a procedure and i think they were both wrong uh, but i don't really have an issue with the actual sticker have you ever gotten have you ever gotten the sticker on any of your albums yet uh no actually i avoided i i, I avoided all explicit lyrics i'm pretty sh- yeah no you know i i kind of i kind of slipped one in uh, there's a song off the Shadow Play album called "Worlds Apart," where the basic lyric in the chorus is "I'm Jupiter, you're anus," but I'm not sure if that's explicit enough to get a sticker. Yeah, I don't. I think that should pass. It's a that's probably okay. Yeah, uh, just just toilet humor. Yeah, it's the best kind of humor. Now for the documentary, what would you say hmm. was the hardest part of making it? Um, getting all the relevant details together because there's i i use lots of sources from from lots of uh news reports books published and especially the um the main senate hearing i I watched through all of it and i picked out the best details it was a five hour long thing that that was a tough sit through actually for the documentary how long did it take to edit and write the whole thing in total Mm, i think from the inception to the final cut, probably about four months. Wow, it's a, mm. that's it's pretty big. Yeah, it's a, it's okay. Just didn't have a lot of free time. Oh yeah. If I if I had more free time, it would be faster. Do you feel that uh, were were you happy with the final cut? Were you uh, uh, did you if was there anything you wanted to put in that you didn't le- that you didn't put into the final cut of the uh, 
of the documentary or uh no i'm i'm actually pretty pretty satisfied with it uh just looking back now maybe perhaps my my narration delivery could be a bit better but you know hindsight is 2020 i was i was still you know de- developing my craft of of narrating and i'm 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 not too pleased with it now but i guess it's okay but it could be better oh yeah always always open for uh for improvement mhm now are there any other docs that we can expect from you in a similar style coming down the pipeline are there any <clears throat> uh that you've started working on or any that you've like planned to do but just mm-hmm. haven't initiated it yet or uh yeah i've actually written pretty much all the scripts for two two documentaries uh first is going to be about laika the soviet space dog you know that came that, that went to space and never came back or never came back alive so so that's going to be a, maybe about a 20 or 30 minute one-off special and i also wrote a script for probably a multi-part maybe a three-part series about William McGonagall, the so-called worst poet in history, but I have lots of big plans for that one. I need to employ voice actors and illustrators, and that's going to take a while to come to fruition. Interesting. I I wait to hear those. Those sound really interesting. Hmm. The next subject I'd like to cover is arguably one of your biggest uh, documentaries or one of your biggest series that you've produced. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. called Chris Chan, A Comprehensive History. It's a series of 40-minute documentaries centered around uh, Kristen Weston Chandler, uh, but now known as uh, Christine, uh, who's a a bit of a famous internet figure known for, well, primarily known for being a big uh, troll target through their Mm -hmm. online uh, activities. Uh, You've basically made this amazing series, each episode's 40 minutes, and it basically tracks all of what... Chris's life story on the internet mm, and uh, yeah. all his activities. What was it like getting into it? What inspired you to write this uh, series or produce this series? Fantastic mm. series, by the way. Mm, thanks. Uh, well, this started, I think, late 2017. Um, I was getting really obsessed with Christian at the time. And I was kind of annoyed that a series like this didn't exist. So basically, I made it because it didn't exist before. Um, and I just, I just wanted to basically, um, you know, you know, Christian Weston Chandler has this uh, uh, sort of wiki style website devoted to him, which which documents pretty much every single thing that is that is known about him. It's 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 coming close to two thousand pages just about Chris Chan, and uh, basically. I use that as my main source for for the videos and it's kind of like a video version of the of the wiki or the or the quickie as it's called. So, yeah, I just wanted to make it because it didn't exist and I guess it makes it easier for for people to digest the Christian story and um I I present it in a sort of I guess neutral way uh, which is different from pretty much most other commenters about Christian who um take a, t- take advantage of I guess his 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 disabilities perhaps his uh his um his uh his, his quirks. Um, I guess naivete yeah. and and basically just kind of insult him ra- rather than rather than just say say what happened they just you know 
kind of um, it's it's called a logging is is what it's called in in the communities is by uh, pointing out Chris's flaws and saying how how better they are than than Christian and I don't do that I, I really don't want to do that and I, I think many people appreciate that I take a neutral stance on the issue yeah I think that's that's one of again one of the separation points and what makes your series mm. like very good almost um a bit esque of a kind of a dateline or a mm. documentary that yeah. you'd see uh, I think it's it's quite frankly amazing um now how's an Thanks. episode usually usually constructed for this series you've mentioned that you've used the uh uh, the quickie, but how do you usually structure what topics you're going to do in one episode? Do you have almost, mm. um, is there like a list of like dates and stuff that you keep on reference for, uh, writing or do you have, uh, do you just go by an event by event basis? Uh, yeah, there's, mm, there's a feature on the, on the quickie where, where you can basically look, look through, chronologically all all the events that happened in Chris's life and I I use that and I make uh, and I basically write, write about pretty much everything that that happens and that which ends up filling up maybe about 6000 words in the in the script so so basically that's from 6000 to 7000 words is is my script limit and and, when, and once that's done that's the episode finished and that's my writing process and research process the narration takes maybe a you know, f- few days. Editing takes close to two weeks. Uh, yeah, so it takes about two weeks for a single episode. But writing included maybe three weeks. I'm up to part 29 in the scripts, uh, but but the videos itself, I'm up to part 13, and I'm working on part, f- part 14 now. Oh, that's very cool. Uh, what can we expect in this new part uh, to the Chris Chan series? Next part, oh, oh, we're really getting into the, uh, I guess the fan favorite uh, timeline of of Christian's life. It's the Liquid Chris saga, who who was sort of a troll, I guess, but but he's thought of very fondly by many people, by by most people actually, because he basically um, he, he basically convinced Chris that he he was. Uh, trying to steal his identity and uh, <laughs> and basically h- hilarity ensued and there was like a uh, a singing challenge b- b- between the both of them and it was quite chaotic because the real Christian was so so offended when when he was thinking that his his identity was was being stolen <laughs> and it, um, it 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 created some really interesting videos from Christian and Liquid Chris as as he's called. Yeah, it's quite the. So that's, so that's coming up in the next four or five episodes. Interesting. That's I, I I don't remember that when it was going down, but I remember seeing the videos of it. That was quite a quite an interesting timeline. So I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. to see that uh, specific part. But how how would you say the reception of the series has been? Uh, it's been overwhelmingly positive. I think, and I'm very uh, thankful for that. Uh, of course. There are some detractors, but that's to be expected, really, as, as, especially coming from a from a, such a controversial figure as Chris Chan. But yeah, I'm I'm doing okay, and the fans are enjoying it, and I enjoy making it for the fans too. Oh yeah, I'd say it's I'd say it's a pretty fun series. Well, mm-hmm. not not the content, but the way it's presented. But. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what would you say is like your biggest criticism that you do get for the series? Mm, basically, that exists 
that it exists, I guess. <laughs> you know, some people think that, you know, Christian should be left alone. And of course I agree with that, but, you know, uh, I don't know, the, the, the information is there already. And, and it, it seems like me, me doing it does not impact Chris's life in the current day at all. So I, th I think it's okay if I keep doing it. And, and if anything, my neutral stance kind of convinces people that, you know, Chris isn't like an evil monster or anything like that. And, and, if, and if anything, it, it creates more sympathy for him. Yeah. I'd say that's, that's a good way of looking at it. Hmm. A really great thing about it is that it's like, it's unbiased and you're not, um, I wouldn't say it's just kind of throwing the information out there again. So it's like, there's mm, not yeah, yeah. no new dirt on him or no new dirt on any of the trolls. So that's, uh, it's an, another excellent part of the series. Yeah, basically, I, I, I just, I just want the evidence to to speak for itself rather than just uh, adding any commentary of my own. Right, because it's like I feel that there's been too much uh, commentary already put on the issue. Like mm. he's been mm -hmm. in, in the way of like people talking about him. It's been it's we've we've heard the kind of same things again and again. Like oh, it's so cringy. He's he's doing gross stuff, mm -hmm. but it's like. Hasn't been someone like which makes this series unique. There hasn't been someone looking at the issue, and well, not the yeah. issue, but uniquely looking at him. Now, what would you say is the hardest part of making the series? Um, I guess just keeping up with with my schedule, you know, because um, at 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 the moment there's a new episode coming up every two weeks. I mean, this this the scripts it's the scripts themselves are already so that's no issue. Just uh. You know, recording and editing. The editing takes so long. Um, so yeah, I and of course, in addition to this, I have a day job, so that makes things a bit more difficult. But uh, yeah, for the moment, for the moment, it's just the editing, just the editing, and keep on and keeping up with the pace and uh, trying to maintain consistency and quality as well. I think it's good that you're like uh, genuinely invested in the quality and not like shooting mm. these out as fast as possible. So that's good. Yeah. Um, what's been your favorite part of the series in general? Like, do you enjoy researching? What do you enjoy the editing of it? What's been like the number one thing that you always look forward to when putting the series together? Um, uh, when I'm when I'm writing this the scripts initially i don't watch any of the videos or i don't i don't listen to any of the voice calls that were recorded and i just take take this the uh, transcripts and and pick out the best pieces and so so when i'm finally editing it, it when i'm editing it's actually the first time that i'm watching the videos or and and uh, and, and listening to the voice recordings and that's a and that's a lot of fun i think there's some very very zany uh characters involved very very interesting scenarios so editing is probably the part i most enjoy actually even though it's probably the hardest as well how much editing would you say goes into a single episode do you find like um uh the transcripts in the series for those who haven't seen it there's a, whenever a, a video is played or a character or there's like audio played uh there's a transcript of what uh, the person is saying i guess including these as well is it hard to like uh um, transcript or edit everything together do you find what what's the most difficult part of the editing process I'd, I'd assume that is it but uh oh 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 that is definitely the the, the hardest part um 
and you know, in in addition to uh, just making the uh, transcripts, when 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 whenever there's a voice call or just a voice recording without video, I make like a like a waveform effect going on just to make the video more interesting to to uh, look at. So, you know, I just I just make that in After Effects and Adobe After Effects. It's uh, uh, it's not difficult. It's just very time consuming, and it kind of takes my my uh, PC hostage. You know. <laughs> when it's when it's when it's when it's rendering so that's just kind of tedious and annoying so that's so that's so that's one issue and the other issue of course is the transcripts and syncing the uh the dialogue with the audio as well and and making sure that it's accurate because lots of the existing transcripts on the wikipedia are not all that accurate sometimes because they were just written by you know people doing it for free and maybe sometimes even people who who don't speak english as their first language so i have to correct that as well and yeah the voice calls especially were are are the hardest part of the editing process for the editing though do you have a favorite thing that you've edited in the series like a favorite um phone call or maybe video that you put in or something you had to transcript what what's been your favorite kind of like mini project for the series I was one of my favorites probably in part eleven where where Chris Chan goes on a sort of date with uh, with a lady who's actually a troll but he doesn't know about it yet and and then she gets taken away by by a man dressed in a pickle suit uh, which which um which which of course is is a reference to Chris Chan's infamous hatred of pickles so 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 that whole like ten or fifteen minute long uh voice voice uh voice recording which was recorded by that troll uh girlfriend by a recording device on her person that was that was a lot of fun i think oh that's cool hi that that's that's quite comical just like because there's not there's no video so it's kind of like hearing that too mm. and having the visual image of what uh, what what he's seeing so that's uh that's quite fun yeah. How many episodes do you think that you'll will have until we're up to like the current timeline of uh, of uh, Chris or Christine's uh, current uh, abode? Uh, I'd I'd say it'd probably be over forty parts. Wow! In total, that's that's so, like yeah. that's gonna be a lot of Chris Chan content. <laughs> oh God! If I if if I keep up this this pace of making one every two weeks. Uh, we should get to part twenty nine in early twenty twenty. Wow! So that's gonna so be, so just so you have an idea of that. That's my crazy. God. That's gonna be around uh, one thousand six hundred hours of uh, oh my video. God. <laughs> that's amazing. That this needs to that this needs to be archived. Somebody needs to send like uh, Blu ray copies <laughs> to the Smithsonian. That's amazing. Oh, well, um, I've 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 come to the end of my questions. Uh, mm -hmm. just want to thank you for uh, doing the interview uh, on my Facebook page for the uh, show you can find links to uh, the PMRC documentary Gino's Music and the Christian Weston Chandler documentary as well I want to thank uh, Gino mm -hmm. for coming on to do the interview and any last words or anything like that no, I'm okay. Just th just thanks for having me, and I'm 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 gonna go to bed now. It's almost two a.m. where I am at, where where I'm at. All right. Well, thank you for uh, for staying up uh, for this interview, and yeah, hey, it was a lot of fun. The Geo Show. Geo Show. The Geo Show. The.
The Geo Show.